Hello, everybody, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Over the Line Sports Layup Line. I'm happy to be joined by my co-host, as always, Nolan Russell. Nolan, how's it going? It's going well. Lots of playoff basketball starting. We've obviously had game ones so far for each series. It's been pretty fun ride so far in the playoffs. Um, lots of close games. The Nets-Celtics game last night was, that was, was pretty crazy. Yeah, lot. That was that was one of the best playoff games I've seen in a long time, actually. So, hopefully, yeah. we'll get some more of that going. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Kyrie with a thirty-nine point performance during Ramadan. Ramadan Kyrie seems to be very different. But we're actually striving away from some playoff content today to bring you guys our official year two NBA awards ballot. So this morning, or I guess late, late yesterday, the award ballots uh, had come out. So they announced the three finalists. So. For ours, we're going to have those three finalists included in our top 10 candidates for every single award, including our own generated award of the Canadian Player of the Year. And besides that, I guess without further ado, I guess we'll hop right into it. What do you uh, what do you want to start with? Let's just start with the big ones and then work our way down so we can get into the MVP right away. So basically, the purpose of this, we're literally just listing the nominees. We're not going to get into any analysis. We're going to try to remain unbiased, not like spoil our picks or anything like that. We will we'll talk about some honorable mentions so that you know we get we get some analysis in this podcast at least for each of these awards we had a lot of honorable mentions so we'll get into that but in terms of the actual nominees we're just going to go alphabetical order so we don't spoil anything our 10 nominees for mvp are Giannis Antetokounmpo, Devin Booker, Stephen Curry, DeMar DeRozan, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum and Trey Young. In terms of some of the honorable mentions we had Chris Paul was probably the closest. Like he was mm. just just off our list. I mean, we we debated including him in there. LeBron James, John Morant, those are other names that were talked about. Rudy Gobert as well. Carl Anthony Towns, Donovan Mitchell, Pascal Siakam, Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland. Those are kind of on on the outside, but people I considered at least. No, you pretty much named every name that I could think of. You'll notice that we had to leave some people off this list who I'm sure a lot of you think deserve a nominee spot on our little ballot here, but it's very hard to narrow down to just 10 players, as you'll notice with our most improved player and even our defensive player of the year, because there are certain players that we left off that definitely deserve the nod that we couldn't give to them. So just uh, try not to be too up in arms about it. We tried to make it as fair and objective as we could, but we're, of course, we're going to, we're going to sour some people with who we leave off anyway, but that's, that's about, about as narrow as we could get. So I guess we'll, we'll hop into most improved player next, which is no simpler than the MVP was. Yeah, <laughs> this is a tough one. I had like, like 35 people I was considering basically at one point. So, I mean, this was, this was tough. This was really tough, but in terms of the 10, we ended up narrowing it down to, we got LaMelo Ball, Desmond Bain, Miles Bridges, Darius Garland, Tyler Hero, Tyrese Maxey, Ja Morant, DeJounte Murray, Jordan Poole, and Anthony Simons. In terms of some honorable mentions, Anthony Edwards, I think, was, was the next guy up if we had one more spot. Devin Vassell, Josh Hart, Jared Allen, Keldon Johnson, Gary Trent, DeMar DeRozan, Cole Anthony, Jalen Brunson, Sadiq Bey, Kyle Kuzma, Lou Dort. Mikhail Bridges, Robert Williams, Tyrese Halliburton, Jaron Jackson Jr., RJ Barrett, and Jakob Pertle. Just to cut it short, those are those are the next guys up for me. I could have kept going. Lots of guys improved this season. Lots of guys that were worthy. When it comes to this award, I know a lot of people just kind of don't include second year players for whatever reason. I've never been one to to go with that. Like I, I don't really get it. I don't understand why that's sort of a caveat that a lot of people have. So we had a couple of second year players on our list, a couple more that were considered also. So 
yeah, just kind of wanted to throw that out there. I've never really understood that sort of that sort of thought that some people have, like second year players are just expected to get better, so they shouldn't count. I mean, the award is who improved the most. So that's those are the 10 guys we tried to pick. Yeah. And those are those are reason that you see a guy like I don't know, Lamella Wall or some others is I understand the the preconceived notions. No one alluded to that a lot of second year players kind of get snub, not necessarily snub, but don't get the credit because they're expected to develop fairly quickly from their first and second seasons. But yeah, I don't, I, I like Nolan. I'm not one to shy away from giving players their flowers. And especially if we feel like they deserve it, they're going to be on the list. Um, as is very indicative by our five all most improved player rosters that Nolan just concocted for you have <laughs> of 25 players that could have been there. So uh, it's very, very hard to give credit to some and then not really include others. So I, I think we needed to kind of give that that vast number of uh, nominees kind of their their time. Yeah, uh, we can move on to defensive player of the year next. Mm-hmm. And we tried to have a good mix of, of guards, wings and big men. And I think I think we did that. So we ended up cutting it down to a pretty strong list of 10. I think I, I like the list we have here. Yeah, so sure. we've got Bam Adebayo, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Mikhail Bridges, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Robert Williams III, Jaron Jackson Jr., Herbert Jones, Marcus Smart, and Matisse Thibel. In terms of some honorable mentions, Gary Payton II was really close. He was probably next up. Jared Allen was another guy that we really considered. I think he probably would have made it if he didn't end up getting injured. Yeah. Jared Vanderbilt, Al Horford, Evan Mobley, someone I, I really wanted to get in there, but just I thought I thought the Cavs defense as a whole kind of suffered once Jared Allen left, and that that kind of hurt his case for me. DeJounte Murray, I think he led the league in steals. He's another one that I really considered. Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Mitchell Robinson, quite a few guys that that had great defensive seasons. So I, I like the list of 10 we got, though. I, I think this was a strong list. Yeah, it was a it was a good diverse list, as you said. Like we wanted to give credit to it is like defensive player of the year has become a very big man centric award. And I feel like there are a lot of guards who tend to get overlooked, which is why I actually really appreciate Marcus Smart getting his uh getting his flowers with his finals nominee or finals nominee. But just to allude to a few other guards like Kyle Lowry and Chris Paul were two guys that came to mind too. May not necessarily put up the same defensive like stat category stats, but I mean the defensive implications of their game are huge. Like Lowry's huge on the defensive end, active switcher, great pressure of the ball, much like uh, Chris Paul. More so defensive leader guys, but again, guys that definitely deserve credit for their team's defensive efficiency. But yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think it's a good variety between uh, big swings and guards that we had. And I think we did about as good a, as good a job as we could have, I think. Yeah, and just to add some other honorable mentions, I would just throw in the entire Toronto Raptors starting five, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much any one of them, uh, Fred Van Vliet and OG and Gary Trent in particular, but really any of those guys from the Raptors were all considered by me. Uh, then moving on, we can we can go to six man of the year next, I guess. Yeah, so um, I I think it should be fairly common knowledge to most basketball enjoyers as to who this award should go to. Um, we didn't we didn't want to name his name 10 times so we still concocted our our list of 10 but this one is probably the most clear cut of awards and you know what for those of you who vary fair enough everyone's got their opinion but i think i think most people will have at least 90 percent of people should have their consensus but anyway well no and i'll let you i'll let you read the list and stop yeah i wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being unanimous but anyways we'll we'll get our list in we got 10 i really only considered basically like 12 guys i think it was kind of not not the deepest pool of candidates here, but in terms of our 10, we have Bogdan Bogdanovich, Brandon Clark, Jordan Clarkson, Montrez Harrell, Tyler Hero, Cameron Johnson, Tyus Jones, Kevin Love, 
Kelly Oubre, and Cameron Payne. So uh, you'll notice we got two Suns players and two Grizzlies players. And that makes sense considering those ended up being the two best teams in the league. In terms of some honorable mentions, D'Anthony Melton, another Grizzlies guy, Buddy Heald, Malik Monk, Kobe White, Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, Emmanuel Quickly, JaVale McGee, Isaiah Hardenstein. Those are kind of the only really other guys that were even kind of in consideration for me. So, yeah, there, there weren't many guys like I think you kind of just named every. Yeah, you literally I'm looking at it now. You literally named every guy on my bubble. So I I there isn't much more uh, that I can add to this one. But in terms of this one, like it it is a very one horse race. I don't want to keep kind of jabbering on about it, but um it, it was it was a lot more it was a lot more close i'd say like two or three months ago but it's just it's so hard it's so hard with how good he's played down the stretch but um yeah i yeah, yeah. we might we might as well i'm not gonna hang on to it too long but we're gonna i'm more interested to see the result of our sort of two to five kind of area i'm i'm curious to see what goes on there yeah. i think they're i think this is an interesting race for second <laughs> is the best it, way to phrase I, it I That's think I it, it gets interesting after we we exclude the number one guy because I think it's kind of obvious who's going to win that. But, you know, we'll not get into that. So we can move on to rookie of the year. Yeah, let's do it. So just off the off the front, I would say this is a really good rookie class. And mm-hmm. we we actually ended up really struggling to, to narrow it down to just 10. We, we could basically had like 15, I would say. There, there yeah. were four guys in particular that we ended up cutting that were that were really close to making this list. So this is a tough one, but in terms of our 10 that we ended up deciding on, we got Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, Chris Duarte, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Herbert Jones, Davion Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Elprin Sanjun, and Franz Wagner. And then for the honorable mentions, as I alluded to, the main four that we ended up cutting were Io DeSumu, Jonathan Kaminga, Jalen Suggs, and Bones Highland, all really close to getting on. Uh, but in terms of some other ones, Trey Mann, Jose Alvarado, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Corey Kispert, Josh Christopher, and Austin Reeves were all other guys I considered. Really, really good rookie class. Yeah, it was a really deep rookie class. And we saw a lot of guys kind of get elevated roles late and get uh, get more minutes, more touches. And I mean, some of the guys, especially like you see Jalen Green with, uh, with how well he's been playing with Houston. Yeah, it, it is coming by some hand of how many touches he's getting on a, on a Rockets team that really doesn't have an identity. So... You could definitely could definitely argue why his push has made made such an impact on his stock, but um, a lot of the guys like as as Nolan said, like it's, it was very hard for us to narrow down at least our I'd say our last five, like our six through ten were were fairly well. Actually, I'd say seven, like one through seven was pretty set, and then our eight through ten was uh, was more kind of up for debate. But yeah, it was really hard to narrow it down. It's actually a very impressive rookie class. I mean, it kind of took us looking at it as a whole from the entire season with all of these guys to kind of really appreciate how good the class is. But there was a lot of, there was a lot of really good impactful talent that came to the league this year for sure. Yeah. And then we got two left. So we're going to do our Canadian player of the year award again. Uh, something we had last year ended up being a really close race. Not sure if it's going to be that close this year, but yeah. we'll see. I think there's a few good candidates at least. So uh, we got 10. It was an, it was a good year for Canadians in the NBA even with Jamal Murray injured, so he's not on the list. But even without him, still got a, a group of 10 here that I think is pretty solid. So our, our nominees are RJ Barrett, Chris Boucher, Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, Lugan Stort, Chris Duarte, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Trey Lyles, Dwight Powell, and Andrew Wiggins. And then for honorable mentions, really, Nikhil Alexander-Walker was probably next up if I had one more spot. O'Shea Brissett was another guy I considered. 
Kelly Olenek had a bit of a disappointing year, but still a solid player that needs to be mentioned. Tristan Thompson, Corey Joseph, and Ken Birch were kind of the only other three that that played considerable minutes, but pretty good year for Canadians overall. Yeah, definitely a pretty good year for Canadians, and especially considering the uh, the international realm of basketball that we're going to be uh, we're going to be seeing, especially the rise in Canadian basketball in Canada. I mean, this definitely alludes to uh, a lot of top tier talent coming to the NBA uh, out of uh, out of the Great White North. So it's definitely a good good omen going forward that we're going to see Canadian talent in the future. But it is really only getting better. Like the player pool of Canadians and the impact they're having on the league is only is only gaining traction. So be interested to see how this how this award kind of develops over the next few years with uh, more introduction to Canadian players too. Yeah, well, it's interesting you kind of mentioned the upcoming Canadian players because I think this is going to be a really good draft for Canadian guys. I wouldn't be surprised to see two Canadians picked in the top 10. Shaden Sharp is someone that's really emerged as a potential top five. Mm -hmm. Some people are even saying he might even end up being number one. He was number one in his high school class. He didn't play at all this season for Kentucky, but a lot of a lot of scouts are really impressed with him. So I'm curious to see what goes on with him. And then obviously there's Benedict Matherin as well, the top player for Arizona, another guy that's considered a potential top 10 guy. So really good draft for Canadians. A couple, couple other guys in there too. Caleb Houston's probably going to get picked and uh, maybe Zach Eady. So, you know, great year for Canadians in, in the draft and great year for Canadians in the NBA. So we'll see, we'll keep doing this every year. And I'm sure there's going to be some other names that get mentioned, but yeah, it is only going to get it's only going to get more traction in the future. Also, shout out Andrew Nemhard too. He'll probably get taken, I'd say, in the first two rounds. At least, hopefully, I think he's got. The yeah, top. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being a second round pick. But I think no matter what, he'll probably get signed, even if he does undrafted. I've always really liked Nemhard, so yeah, that's another good one. I guess we'll skip to our last award. We got a coach of the year. Yep, the final award here. Another one that really had a lot of good candidates. I actually kind of, I think I ended up with fifteen guys that I would have been happy with as a potential nominee here. So really good list. We kind of debated back and forth between a, f- a few guys for the last spot too. So this was another one where we had a couple honorable mentions that were really close, really tough to leave them off, but we ended up with our, our list of 10. I'm just going to name the, the teams that they coach as well, just in case any of our listeners aren't familiar with them. But mm-hmm. for coach of the year, our 10 nominees are JB Bickerstaff from the Cleveland Cavaliers, Chris Finch from the Minnesota Timberwolves, Taylor Jenkins for the Memphis Grizzlies, Steve Kerr for the Golden State Warriors, Ty Lue for the Los Angeles Clippers, Mike Malone for the Denver Nuggets, Nick Nurse for the Toronto Raptors, Eric Spolstra for the Miami Heat, I'm Yudoka for the Boston Celtics, and Monty Williams for the Phoenix Suns. In terms of honorable mentions, Jason Kidd for the Mavs, Quinn Snyder for the Jazz, Mike Budenholzer for the Bucks, Billy Donovan for the Bulls. Those are kind of the next four for me. Doc Rivers for the Sixers, Nate McMillan for the Hawks. Willie Green for the Pelicans, James Brego for the Hornets, and Greg Popovich for the Spurs were the other guys that are kind of dark horse candidates, I guess. But yeah, I don't know if you have anything to add here, but I, I like our group of 10. Yeah, I like our group of 10 too. Keep in mind, it's it, for Coach of the Year, we were talking about it before we started, but for Coach of the Year, it's a lot determined by team success and really just overall I don't know why it becomes it's somewhat of a, def- a defensive metric award as well, but I mean, a lot of coaching is drawing up defensive schemes to neutralize some of the top tier talents in the league these days. But there's a lot of guys that I think could definitely shock us in terms of the people's opinion. I feel like our front three, for the most part, has been pretty chalk the entire year. It's kind of just been the three of them flip-flopping. But our top five was one that we were set on, and then past that, everything was a bit less chalk. But as you said, there's definitely a pool of guys outside the top 10 that definitely could have snuck their way in, and it was more just... It's more just whoever we felt was more fitting and who kind of fit the bill of what coach of the year gets awarded to. So it, it does make it hard when we have to judge it from kind of a 
a preconceived point of view where we know how the awards are going to get selected. So we know who kind of has more value in the picking, but we, we did probably about as good a job as I could have expected us to We You don't have 15 spots. Unfortunately, we only have 10. So there are some guys that we're going to have to miss, but all in all, I mean, a really good list. We're going to see, I think from our crowd specifically that I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, there's going to be a lot of variety in who gets put in, who gets chosen for this. I feel like we're going to get a bunch of different avenues of uh, votes. Yeah. Just to sort of, explain i guess a little bit in terms of criteria for coach of the year because i think it's probably the the least obvious what kind of criteria we look for so for me i look at net rating i look at wins obviously uh i look at sort of injuries that the team had to overcome improvement from last season is another thing wins above expected so i looked at the like the odds like wins loss odds coming into the season and how much better they did as opposed to those odds so those are kind of the main things. And also clutch stats, how, how well the team plays in the clutch. Those were kind of the six areas that I looked at in terms of helping me fill my spots for the 10 nominees here. And I think, I think the 10 we've got are pretty good. But in terms of like, I think Jason Kidd and Quinn Snyder would have been like the next up for me, mm-hmm. both really close to making this list. But I, I like our 10. Yeah, I like our 10 too. I, I wouldn't really change much. We, I mean, given given the fact that we were kind of, we were back and forth on a lot of these guys for like five, 10 minutes. So I feel like it was about, about as set as we could get it, but yeah, I don't know. There's definitely opinions for guys outside the top 10, but I think our list is, uh, is pretty good for the most part. And I think, I think we'll definitely see, as I had said, I think we'll see a lot of different avenues of voting based on who people feel like is the deserved winner. And that's a beautiful thing about this too, is this isn't necessarily an official award. So everyone gets their opinion and gets to contribute to the stats that we'll end up looking at once the awards are announced. So I'm actually really excited to see what the results are. I think, I think in terms of picking an award that I think is going to have the most variety, I'd probably, I think there's a bunch of different arguments for defensive player of the year. And I feel like there are some guys who have fallen in the rankings that we're going to see get a lot of votes. I think most improved player for me, though, I think has to be the one that we're going to get the most like different avenues of voting because there are a lot of very fitting candidates and even guys outside the top three or top five that I think will get a, a pretty large chunk of these votes. Um, so I'm going to be interested to see how this plays out. I'm really excited we, that we could do this again for another year. And I think I honestly think that this the consensus pool of picks and our top tens for the most part, I think, are going to be a slight bit more polished than last year. I think I think these are a bit more well-rounded. I feel like a lot of ours last year were very top heavy, but I think there are a lot of good candidates for pretty much all these awards. So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Yeah, I think last year had a lot more consensus, obvious winners. Mm-hmm. I think looking at this in general, I think every single one of these awards, aside from six man of the year, has at least like two or three guys I would be happy with winning. Yeah. So I think this is going to be a much more interesting sort of uh, results than last year. I guess Canadian player of the year is another one that I think is kind of obviously yeah, probably going to win. But aside from that, like I think defensive player of the year could go a number of different ways. And like, even like, I don't even want to necessarily, I wouldn't be surprised to see some of these awards go to someone that wasn't even picked as a finalist in the actual NBA's award ballots. Like you don't necessarily have to go with who the NBA voters chose. I know in, in certain cases, I'm not necessarily agreeing with them. So you can, you know, just go with what your gut tells you, make your picks here. And I think there's a lot of good options for a lot of these awards. So, you know, do it, do what you think is right try to remain unbiased and, and make your picks. I mean, I know we got at least one biased Warriors fan that's probably going to be making a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of Warriors picks, 
I think uh, Nate knows who I'm talking about. Yeah, but... he's probably he's probably gonna do the Google form the most about <laughs> 40 times to get. Sure, we'll see at least one Jordan Pool. Yeah, the most improved player. We'll see a Jordan Pool. We'll see a Draymond Green. We'll see a Steve, Steve Curry. Curry. Steve Kerr. I'm yeah, sure. we'll see yeah. everybody. Oh, he's gonna give us the full Warriors tour. Shout out Matias. We might as well just name drop. Him. Shout out <laughs> Matias. But yeah, we're happy we could bring this to you for another year. We're gonna be very excited to review your picks. See where our OTL listeners consensus lies and pass out any any closing thoughts Nolan before we uh, before we wrap up just to sort of explain what's going to happen I'm going to release an article along with this podcast sort of around the same time that's going to include the link to the Google Forms ballot that I'm going to release for how you vote so basically for each award it's going to have the 10 nominees and you're going to have an option you have to pick a first place second place third place fourth place and fifth place finisher for each award shouldn't take too long to do i think it's a much more organized and clean system than the one i used last year you had to pick all top 10 spots and i think a lot of people were a little bit more confused by that so it's going to be easier and quicker this year that's really it it's going to be up for about two weeks so we'll probably do a podcast on the second round predictions and then award winners will probably happen somewhere in the middle of the second round i would think well i guess we'll have to we'll talk about that when we get there but mm-hmm. i would assume we'll probably release the results at some point in the second round that would be my guess but just stay updated follow us on instagram you know keep keep on track with this if you're interested in it i think it's it's going to be a lot of fun to monitor and we'll probably release the results on instagram and also do a podcast on it but We'll get there when we get there. Yeah, we will definitely get there when we get there. And I guess with that in mind, with the instructions being what they are, be sure to check out Nolan's article when it drops, because that's going to go along with this podcast, giving you guys the instructions and the lowdown on how to go about filling out the bracket. We're very excited to have you guys participate in something like this. It's always good to see our viewers and listeners' opinion on NBA topics, and the awards are no different. So very intrigued to see where you guys go with your choices. And we're happy as always to have you guys listening and be sure to tune in for our next episode. That's going to be recapping the second round of the playoffs in terms of what the matchups are, maybe a little first round review, maybe first round MVP. And besides that, just be sure to be on the lookout for our new content coming out and going to be reviewing the NBA awards ballot very soon. And with that being said, have a great day and don't miss your layups.